0: Welcome to the podcast series for the ESRC-funded International Centre for Life Course Studies in Society and Health at UCL. In today's podcast, Professor Scott Montgomery from the ICLS and Arebro University in Sweden discusses research looking at the links between stress resilience and physical fitness in adolescence and coronary heart disease in middle age.
1: So what we were looking at was uh, a measure of resilience to stress. A lot of studies look at stressful exposures, but this can be problematic for a couple of reasons. First of all, in a prospective study, it's difficult to identify stressful events and record them in large enough numbers to look at rare outcomes. But also, different people respond differently to stress, something that's stressful for you may be quite relaxing for me and so that's why we've looked here at stress resilience how people can cope with stress and so somebody who has low stress resilience will find many more things in day-to-day life stressful and they're more likely to be chronically aroused in terms of stress.
0: When it comes to adolescence uh, and the links with heart disease in later life, what do we know already? What evidence is there already out there?
1: Well, we know that in adolescence people's behaviours start to develop. We know physical fitness is very important and people who begin being physically fit as adolescents are more likely to continue to be physically fit as the age and so they're at a lower risk of heart disease.
0: When we talk about psychosocial stress, which is a key focus of your paper, can you tell us what, what we mean by that? How is that, how is that defined? What, you know, what do we know about it?
1: Well, in biological terms, we think about the physiological response to stress. So when certain things happen in the environment, we respond to them. In evolutionary terms, it's the way to prepare ourselves for fight or flight if we're in a a hazardous situation. However, in a modern context, this can sometimes be unhelpful because to be in an aroused, stressful state can potentially do physical damage and psychological damage as well.
0: You used a range of data from Sweden. Tell us a bit about that data, what it is, where it comes from.
1: So in Sweden we have the advantage, if we're epidemiologists, to be able to use general population registers. Because everyone has a unique identification number, it's possible to link between different domains of data. So there's information on people's diagnoses and treatment in hospitals, there's information on their education, and so it is possible to create a longitudinal data set, a data set where we can follow people over time because of this linked data. An important component here is the use of the conscription data. We're looking at men who were born in the 1950s, and when these men were growing up, it was compulsory to go to military service only for men not for women that's why our study is only of men and so when these men in their late adolescent years typically age 17, 18 went to military service the first thing that happened was they were assessed for suitability and this involved a range of psychological and physical tests and this information has been computerized and we can use these as a baseline measurement of fitness and psychological profile which tells us about risk of future disease. In addition to the early life measures and the information from adolescents what we also have is longitudinal data. We followed these men out until their 50s and we had information on for example diagnoses when they were inpatients or outpatients and we also have information on all prescriptions that were filled by these men.
0: So what was it about these combined sources of information then that enabled you to look at this whole question of stress, heart disease and the potential role of fitness in a, in a way that gave you uh, great confidence in your, in your findings?
1: Well an important element here is the fact that we have first of all longitudinal data so we understand what happened first what was exposure what was outcome of course um, inferring causation can be problematic as it always is but we can look at temporal sequences and very importantly the information was recorded prospectively at the time that things happened it would be impossible to look back and ask someone how resilient to you uh, were you to stress when you were an adolescent.
0: Now. Uh, When you looked at uh, at the follow-up information in all these young men, how many of them went on to be diagnosed with heart disease? And I I wonder whether you were able to tell whether there were any clear links with stress in their earlier lives.
1: Well, of the 237 or so thousand men in this study, we found that 10,500 or so of those went on to have coronary heart disease. Uh, as they aged, the, the largest number being diagnosed in their 50s. So when we looked at the association of stress resilience in adolescence and subsequent heart disease what we found was there was indeed an association. Those with low stress resilience, the ones least able to cope with stress, were more likely to have heart disease many years later.
0: What about when you took things like their family background and other factors into consideration?
1: Well when we looked at family background itself we found that it had very little influence on the association between stress resilience and later heart disease. We did find there was more of an influence of things which were measured in adolescence but in a way that's not surprising because they could also be consequences of low stress resilience, already kicking in things like differences in blood pressure, differences in other measures of health.
0: And what role did you find that physical fitness played then? Were you able to tell if it could compensate in some way for a lack of mental resilience?
1: The association was a somewhat complicated one. What we found was that the association of stress resilience with heart disease was independent of physical fitness. However, those with low stress resilience were also less likely to be physically fit and so this certainly contributed to the association but perhaps what was um, most surprising of all was that for people who had low stress resilience even if they had high levels of physical fitness that physical fitness was no longer protective against heart disease this was only amongst those with low levels of stress resilience suggesting that perhaps People who were physically fit but had low stress resilience stopped exercising sooner. They didn't continue exercising into adulthood. Alternatively, other exposures associated with low stress resilience somehow overwhelmed the benefits of high levels of fitness.
0: I wonder then if there are any sort of essential takeaway messages here for those who are concerned with our health, policymakers, health professionals and indeed society more more widely and, and how those results perhaps can be extrapolated further afield, we're here in the UK for example.
1: Well physical fitness clearly is important in protecting against heart disease but perhaps in promoting physical fitness we also have to consider the role of stress and stress resilience.
0: Stress resilience and physical fitness in adolescence and risk of coronary heart disease in middle age is researched by Cecilia Berg, Rusan Udomayan, Katia Fall, Henrik Almroth, and Scott Montgomery and is published in the journal Heart. More information is available on the ICLS website at www.ucl.ac.uk forward slash ICLS.